Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris or Velo Sews on social media. Welcome back to So of a 50 podcast on So Organized Style. Grab cuppa and relax with us. On So Organized Style podcast, I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the elders past and present. Thanks for joining us on So the 50 podcast on So Organized Style. So over 50 intersects with all communities. We're a community that is so over ageism. Lisa Orr at gizzagizza.gorogoro is today's So Over 50 podcast guest. Sewing is her COVID hobby. Thanks for being today's So Over 50 guest, Lisa. How are you? Oh, thank you. I'm feeling really grateful to have been invited to your podcast. It's such an honor. I mean, who knew I'd be on a podcast talking about sewing? Thank you from me to you as well. I'll start with the main question, and that is, is sewing really your COVID hobby? Yes. Um, Like a lot of people, I dusted off my sewing machine in March 2020 to make masks. And together with my children, we made and donated over 6,000 masks through the Million Mask Challenge. And it really gave me a sense of purpose. And I discovered how meditative sewing could be. So I don't think I would have started sewing clothes if it wasn't for COVID, at least not right now in my life. And how were you feeling at the time when you first started sewing? So it was at the start of the whole of the COVID period. Um, Right away when I heard that there was a shortage of PPE for frontline healthcare workers, I felt that was the immediate call to action. And so I pulled out my sewing machine and got to work right away. How did you develop your online name, Giza Giza Goro Goro? Well, those are two Japanese words. And when I was little, my mom had this amazing set of really heavy pinking shears. And she called them Giza Giza Hasami, or that means zigzag scissors. Mm -hmm. So Giza Giza means zigzag in Japanese. And then Goro Goro is Japanese onomatopoeia for the sound that rocks make when they're rolling. So not stones or pebbles, that's koro koro. But um, my industrial sewing machine makes that sound, the goro goro sound, the rumbling sound due to its really old clutch motor. And um, goro goro, it's also modern Japanese slang for chilling at home because you're kind of rolling around the house. So I like to think of myself chilling at home, firing up my rumbling industrial sewing machine and sewing some like zigzag seams. And that's a really positive way to look at the fact that at the start, when we were all making masks, we were all at home in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. But chilling out at home is a nicer way to say it. <laughs> it's a bit more rock star. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. So where can we find you online? On Instagram, mostly on Instagram, but also participating in um, some Facebook sewing groups like the assembly line and the sewing room and the fold line. And do you enjoy being in those forums? It's part of my everyday. It's amazing how life is so different with access to a group of sewing friends that you've never met in real life in order to share your everyday sewing with. How did you find the fold line? Kind of like you find anything on the internet, just you kind of click on one thing and then it leads to the next and then to the next. I don't know what came first, but the fold line is one of those big groups of a big sewing community that's out there on Facebook. The Sewing Weekender is a really great way to connect with sewers each year as well. So Lisa, tell us, 
what made you start sewing? Well, when I was young, my mom sewed most of her clothes and she could make almost anything. And her fashion was always one step ahead. I was always so proud when she'd come to my school because I would get compliments about how stylish and beautiful my mom was. So there was always sewing in my house growing up. I can't remember a, a specific time I started sewing, but it was always part of my life. Did your mother teach you both machine sewing as well as hand sewing? She did. Um, by example, I would just sit and watch her. So I didn't have lessons or anything, but just just by virtue of being around her, I naturally picked up all of the skills. So my next question is, when did you discover the Sew Over 50 community? Sew Over 50 was one of the first things I discovered when I joined Instagram last year. And I just naturally gravitated towards this group of my peers. You know, we have similar fashion tastes, I think. And I celebrated my 50th birthday last year, and I celebrated by doing two things. So one, I went to the pharmacy to get my shingle shot. I was so excited about that for several years. And then I used the hashtag SoOver50 for the first time. It was also the first time I felt brave enough to post my face. So I'm really grateful for all the creators who are brave enough to post photos of their makes just to help this community so that we can all research patterns and search for our next project. So when you turn 50 and you felt comfortable posting your face on Instagram, what made you make that change? Probably seeing all the other brave people who kind of selflessly post pictures just for the benefit of other people. And it just kind of gave me the courage. And did you go from having a private to a public account or was your account always public? No, I was really hesitant to join Instagram because I did not want to learn another thing. And it felt like a big commitment to start logging into another site. Yep. But I mean, now it's really part of my everyday. And it's very hard not to go onto Instagram and have a look and see what makes uh, happening in the, in the Sew Over 50 community. Yes, constantly. Constantly, exactly. Lisa, what project is your most treasured make? I hand appliqued and hand echo quilted a king size Hawaiian quilt. And that took me, I don't know, two or three years to complete. And I even taught a Hawaiian quilting class for several years after that. So it's so treasured that it's not on display anywhere and nobody is allowed to touch it. <laughs> three years is a long time to work on a quilt, isn't it? Mm hmm. Lisa, is this something that you've seen online that you support? Well, I love the movement to be totally accepting. I, it's maybe not so much a trend, but kind of a movement to be totally accepting. It feels perfectly natural to see my Instagram feed full of people of all different sizes and shapes. And so it feels like the norm to me. So, so sometimes I forget that mainstream media hasn't really caught up to us. And it's something that sewing has taught me. And I, I love that we're able to accept our own unique bodies and there is no standard. It's just, we are what we are. And, it, and it's for the same reasons that there aren't any trends that I, I dislike because I know they suit someone. That's right, they do. Lisa, do you have a favorite fabric that you like to wear or sew? Oh, I love sewing with wool. Not just because it's a flexible fabric and it sews up so beautifully, 
with most garments, it's in fact more economical to purchase a, a ready to wear garment than to make it yourself. But that usually isn't the case with wool or even linen actually. You can make a coat that would cost hundreds or thousands of dollars if you were to purchase it already made, but you can make it for less and make it fit you properly with colors and a style that's perfect for you. Is buying wool fabric a special treat for you? Well, I am so lucky because there's an arts and crafts thrift store in my town called Remainders and fabrics are donated there by individuals and local designers and manufacturers. And it's sold for $1.50 to $5 a yard. Even things like wool, Italian wool, vintage silk, the most beautiful linens. It's kind of one of the greatest places on the planet if you sew. So I go there at least once a week. And I probably buy an average of 20 yards a week. It's the reason I'm able to sew so much. Because I have unlimited access to really amazing fabrics that are crazy inexpensive. How do you feel using these really unique fabrics? I have found that it's sometimes very difficult to cut into that fabric because I know that I'm not likely to be able to get more of it. So um, um, even though it can be as little as $1.50 a yard, I treat it all like it's very precious because it's limited. Okay, that makes sense because you might not be able to get it next time you go to the store. Oh, goodness, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a good resource that you've got there, though. Oh, I'm so lucky. If you're ever in Los Angeles, it's worth the detour. Sometimes they're just two to three yard pieces, but to be able to make a wool coat for less than $10 is amazing. Sometimes less than $5. Oh, goodness. You're living in the right place. Yeah. Is there anyone that you admire most for their style? Well, I have a teenage son and a teenage daughter, and I really admire their sense of style. They both have a unique fashion, fashion sense that's cool and flattering and not flashy. They really inspire me. I'd love to hear that. I hope so. What motivates you to keep learning new skills? Oh, I say this a lot. It's not too late and you're not too old. I recently applied to medical school and I also recently took and passed the physical agility test to volunteer with the local fire department. So these are both activities typically completed by someone actually much younger. So I really believe that um, it's never too late and you're not too old. Just go for it. Oh, congratulations on those achievements, Lisa. Oh, thank you. Both those things almost killed me, but <laughs> I did it. Good on you. That's really great. You've recently posted some wonderful photos of your mother on Instagram. What has she done that has influenced your life? Probably by her example, I learned that absolutely anything you put your mind to is possible. Your achievements in sewing and in your life really reflects your mother's example. Are there any tricks that you use that others might not know about? There's so many. I tend to post them on Instagram, but um, band roll is my favorite trick. Have you ever used band roll? Describe it to me. It's a plastic mesh of horizontal and vertical plastic, and you use it to sew very, very narrow hems on slippery fabric. So right. on the hem of a, a dress, like maybe like the one you're wearing, you sew, you pull off maybe one or two millimeters of the horizontal threads and sew it onto the front of the fabric and then you flip it to the back 
and you sew the back seam and then you you pull it off and magically have this teeny tiny little hem oh okay i think that'll be interesting yeah it's fun it's b-a-n a band roll i love magical tricks and gadgets i have a lot of them <laughs> lisa thank you for sharing when you started sewing and why you've started sewing so what advice would you give listeners who have just started sewing um, well, you know that saying, a journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. Well, a sewing journey starts with a stitch. You can't fail if you don't try, and you can't succeed if you don't start. So just try, just start, chop up some old sheets and make something. One simple stitch is a great way to start your sewing journey. That's really good advice. Lisa, thank you for sharing your sewing journey with us today. Your mother, has definitely been a positive influence, not only with your sewing, but also with how you tackle life. I feel very honored that you've given your time today so our listeners can hear your story. Oh, thank you. I am so grateful. It was my pleasure. It's been a real pleasure meeting you, Lisa. Have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of So Over 50 podcast on So Organized Style was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Lisa, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to Soul Organized Style Podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to over 130 free Soul Over 50 podcasts and catch up with your Instagram Soul Over 50 friends. There are over 300 free podcasts on Soul Organized Style. I hope that you'll support our podcast production through our Patreon account. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.